Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy! The number one fuck boy! Johnny J! John Gabris. We are not in the high and mighty studios, but trust me, I am both of those adjectives. And joining me to talk to you guys, well, to talk to each other, and you guys are allowed to listen, so don't fucking actually start talking to us. <laughs> From the President Show and seven seasons of 30 Rock with one line, Anthony Atamanek! Yes, Anthony Atamanek! I fucked up and told Anthony it would be about a minute. And so, <laughs> so he was, I don't know, what were you doing, burpees to get yourself yeah, cut right I was telling Kelsey about the principles of uh, good improv. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I saved Kelsey's life then by calling you out 15 seconds earlier. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Take everything out of your pockets. Put it on the stage. You this, thing, this, is, this is a true nester. He's going to be up here for about an hour, and he has Kleenex, a wallet, a vape, That's right. a Bloody Mary, a yeah. cell phone. I need everything. Listen, I, I, I need all this. my things. I do. I need all my things. And I have accepted. I said this to you before. You, I've accepted that I always be 45. Yes. I'll always be. You were 45 You when I met you 10 years ago. Yes. And, and you're 45 now still and somehow. And I need to have my stuff in front of me. Always have your wallet in front of you because someone could take your wallet. I've had this wallet for 20 years. Bullshit, okay. that looks so new, you fucking liar. I've had this liar. wallet for 20 years. I've had this wallet. Well, see, here's the thing. I steam press my wallets. <laughs> I have, I've had this wallet for five years, but it's like completely it's deformed. so compressed. Because it's been under 300 pounds of <laughs> hot man ass for... There's $2,000 in singles in here. <laughs> but I can get it down to this size, it this small. It looks like it's been in the vacuum of space for five years. <laughs> yeah. If you add water, it turns into like a full-blown leather couch. 
Uh, Anthony, okay. thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me, man. Um, before we get into like our topic, which of course, if anyone's a high and mighty listener, you, you've listened to the three previous episodes or two. You've only we've only no, done, we've done three. Oh, dude. we've done three, right? One in Austin. Yeah, we did one in Austin. The, the one where there was that weird like we had to film it, and that was like a terrorist bungalow. Yeah. We were staying in like an ISIS stronghold. Yeah, it did. Because it was South by Southwest, <laughs> so everything was being Airbnb'd, and we ended up staying in like a this training like facility for town. domestic terrorists. It was Abbottabad. It, it just <laughs> looked like the Abbottabad house. Yeah. Like it was this very like stark white house. There was like all desert. The redheaded dude it. from ho- uh, Homeland was yeah. sleeping upstairs. Yeah, yeah. The weird what Homeland. Okay, I don't know if anybody watches Homeland anymore, but... No one does no, anymore. But I'm going to say this. Carrie has a baby now, right? And it's the baby from the crazy terrorist guy in Billions now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damien and, Lewis? Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> uh, the baby, though, has, like... It's like a stunt baby because it has, like, red hair and looks a lot like him, and it's awful. How does, what the, makes it, it, it awful I think you're going to say it's a stunt baby. It's clearly got padding on. They, like, throw it around. <laughs> yeah, they throw it around. They punch it. They drop the it The stunt from baby's, buildings. like, rappelling with, like, MP5. <laughs> <laughs> they drop into that big billowing thing when people fall from buildings. You remember the making of... You ever watched the making of Lethal Weapon? <laughs> like, 20 times? <laughs> Honestly, that might be one of the few questions... I mean... What? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've done so okay, far today. Okay, great. But if you haven't watched The Making of Lethal Weapon, it's really great. The, like, fall from the building with Where Danny Mel Gibson uh, goes up there and handcuffs himself to the guy, and he's like, ah! You know, yeah. he's just doing the, yeah. But it's, like, done only, like, a year after the movie, so it's before it's really blown up. Right. Like, so it, it's also like these actors doing stunts. Like there's not this perspective on their success yet. Right. He's, he's is, just an Australian He's dude. just this Australian actor who had been in Mad Max and not the Jew-hating bigot that we know now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we separate the so art from the artist much. on High and Mighty. We, sep- we are big Polanski, Woody Allen. Oh, my God. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard is my favorite writer. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It is, what does that say about you? Like I like... I'm like, yeah, I like Polanski movies. Yeah. I like Woody Allen I like. Movies. I don't even. I've never even seen any of his movies. I just think he has good ideas the outside of the film. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! You just yeah. advocated from Statch, bro. <laughs> I just fall fall off the stage. He Yo, died bro. doing what he didn't think that much about. Um. <laughs> So we, uh, if you've listened to the three, you had to have listened to the three previous episodes that were 90 minutes each to understand what we're going to talk about up here today. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. That's not at all intrusive, you fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, you take your phone. Are you, what are you doing? You're looking up. GPS some, bagel store. I just. <laughs> where's the H&H, H&H wholesale warehouse? <laughs> Because I know they closed the one on 77, but I know there's a warehouse on 12th, and I want to get some bagels after the. I leave the Javits. First, I'm going to go to the cross-dress. i got to go say hi to my friend is. Jacob. He's upstairs. Jacob. Jacob Hello, Javits. Mr. Javits. He lives up in the glass tower of the Javits Center, only to descend on Hillary Clinton's victory night. Alas. He's waiting. He's still waiting, bellowing at night. Javits. Javits. Don't forget to come to Comic-Con New York in October 7th. I'll be there. You be there? 
No, I won't be there. <laughs> nice try, asshole. Uh, before we get into the uh, conspiracies and occult uh, ranting and ravings, and uh, before we get into that too much, we wanted, I just wanted to say, Anthony, congrats on your success. Can, we, oh. can you tell us a little bit behind the, behind the scenes what it's like? Playing one of the most hated men in the world? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I let you say those id fucking comments you want Well, I always think about, like, all of the energy I might have channeled into, like, writing long Facebook rants and, like, threading, like, tweet threading people and being like, you don't understand, like, what? Like, now I have a show where I can, <laughs> I can do that can just as do the character. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about at this point, yeah, he's show. the president show uh, host and creator. He's That's right. plays Donnie I, T. I asked for total silence yeah. after hearing about the show. Pay the penance, yes, thank you, guys. I oh, so these are podcast fans. I requested total silence. <laughs> these are podcast fans, so television is like a podcast that you can watch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, they put money and effort into it. Yeah. It's like Radio Lab. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been great. The show's been a lot of fun, and, and we're trying to make significant points on it, and that's I, the trick of the show. This is... weird meta thing that's come up recently in that you've been saying things that Trump would eventually say or do like nine yeah. weeks ahead that of will be. I will say that that's been the weirdest thing that's happened since the very beginning, it, two, two years ago, is saying things and then two months later, two weeks later, it would happen or he would do it. And it was about six months into- I also like the way we're talking about him like Voldemort. We were like- He's evil. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we're literally like him, he, we're using only pronouns. Yes. Don't want to say this fucking lame he, dick's name. Yeah, I mean, I think that he is, the thing I think that people don't still, I think, really understand, which is even why they, is that he, he is the manifestation of something ideologically and socially toxic and wrong with us. Yes. And the problem is that we're still saying just that he's awful, which is all true. That's like the easy, that's the easy move is to go, well, he's awful. He's terrible. Yeah, that's all true. But the more awful part is for us to start reflecting on how we all built the temple that he resides in. And <laughs> we paved the road that he would eventually road. walk yes. down smoothly directly into the Oval we've Office. Learned that, we've learned that our desire in the 80s and 90s, this sort of, and it was a media, it was an advertising and sort of also creative movement towards like, let's be more casual. You know, let's have the president play sax. Let's be you know, easier, less boundaries. Let's all yeah. just flow between each it's other. It's like which is the uh, Hollywood game nighting of America. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it, like, hey, who's your favorite actor? But do you know how good he is at categories? <laughs> yeah. It's like, imagine fucking a young Clint Eastwood coming off of a fucking Sergio Leone movie and he's got to <laughs> fucking play charades with Yul Brenner. He's like, two. It's two. Two words. Two words. Two words. Grand Torino. <laughs> <laughs> Yul Brenner's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Let's see how many offensive accents we can work into. The, I am Yul Brenner. I am Yul Brenner, a true like. Dracula. Westworld. Anyone want to see a real Westworld yeah. instead of some drawn-out fucking plot garbage? Watch, watch Richard, the Yul Brenner. Watch Westworld. Richard Benjamin and Yul Brenner in the original Westworld. That is a trip of a movie, right? Who loves Westworld here? The original. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk wait. about Westworld. Yeah, wait, what wait, were we I wanted to say that, like, you see this track towards uh, an irresponsible move towards, uh, uh, which I think was 
couched in the deconstruction of sort of institutions that were marginalizing people and also an anti-corporatist stripe to sort of be like, let's stop this formality, top-down hierarchy. But the problem is, like most things, there's no plan for how we're executing this social change. And what it was devolved into, because advertising companies and ad agencies are vipers that prey on how we see the world, they steal that and make it brand Promo code love. mighty. Mac yeah. Weldon, promo <laughs> yeah, code yeah. mighty. Except for whatever we're promoting here. And... <laughs> And, but the point being is that that boundarylessness actually led us to a more surface-oriented uh, way of thinking, which then makes the politician the policy, and we start not allowing or understanding and looking into history. The number of people who have actually been in a party or been a, a, aligned with a philosophy that ended up becoming something different when they were in power and understanding the difference between the person and the policy so that you can start to differentiate who would actually be a good leader and who might actually evolve as a leader. But we chose instead we, to... We, we did Air Bud. Yes, we We're chose like, Air Bud. Well, there's no rule against it. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it's like when the when the coach justifies how the fucking... He is the Air Bud president. He is president. the Air Bud president. Dude, that's... No. Dude. Yeah, there yes. you go. Yeah. That's fun. Let's swap. All right, let's do this. Uh, so we, we, we ran into each other in the VIP lounge because uh, Anthony got here three minutes before we were supposed to be on stage. And he, we were like, ready? And then we both went into our pockets and pulled out the exact... Well, he pulled out a lighter <laughs> first. And we were, I went to give him my vape. He went to take a lighter and put it in my mouth. Like, yeah. He's like, I've been doing butane hits on yeah. the Q train. So high, man. That's what you mean by high and mighty. I also bought silver paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should do Huff and Mighty. You should do an episode called Huff and Mighty where you just fucking huff for an hour. Dude, I've breathed in so much ballsy. strawberries and cream glade on a dish towel. <laughs> I used to suck Freon out of an air conditioner on a roof. <laughs> Shh, they're asleep. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Shout out to the PAX era. And the TSA for not knowing what this is. <laughs> yeah. God hey, put my USB you, away. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. has all my child's photos on it. <laughs> it says Sativa. Oh, yeah. That, do you remember when they first started making these tanks and they didn't have the labels? And you were like, I better not smoke indica. I, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Oh, yeah. First off, yeah. when someone goes, is this Sativa or indica? You're like, shut up and Just smoke, smoke it, it Who you cares? idiot. If what happened to the roulette wheel of weed? Yeah. Where you just got it and you were like, all right, there what's was, this one? There was two kinds of weed for my entire childhood, and it was good or bad. Yes. <laughs> seeds or no seeds. you didn't know until you smoked it. You are like, well, that was terrible. Oh, seeds, dude. That was sprayed with Raid. Yeah, uh, I remember we had these, do a We used to call I it the Roach Killer I Roach. I smoked the Roach Killer. I've smoked the fucking Raid. I know, man. And it makes you... Uh, that's what they... I mean, this is... I know this term is not allowed now, but I'm saying they called it Mexican weed when I was in Boston. It's not allowed anymore. I know. Nothing I'm is saying Mexican. it's an offensive term because it's associating yeah. with negativity, but that's what they called it when I was, you know... In 1959, when I was a teenager, and when you when you finally integrated the school you were a principal of, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fine, if it'll stop the rioting, let them in." McFly, I want to talk to you. But uh, the the uh, the I lived on Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn, and we had the neighbor lived with his mother, 
and I had my two roommates, Dan and Christian, and we bought weed from the neighbor, right? <laughs> but he and his mother had a, like, husband-wife abusive relationship oh, where, like, they would fucking scream, and you'd hear people breaking shit, and you'd hear people <laughs> punching the wall. And the best was we'd page him sometimes in the middle of these fights just to quiet it down yeah. and buy, like, an eighth <laughs> off of him. And you would, hear, you would hear him screaming, and then you'd hear a break, <laughs> And then you hear dum dum dum, dum dum dum, dum dum. Hey man, you want an eighth? And you're like, yeah. yeah all and right. he would be so chill. <laughs> he would come in, and I had another weed dealer who left a uh, giant um, bag of uh, ecstasy pills at my house. And your dog ate them all. Yeah, my dog <laughs> ate them. No, he called me in a panic and also threatening, like, if you fucking, I was like, dude, you left them here. Yeah. They're sitting I where you left two. them. I took two, that's yeah. what I earned. Yeah. Yeah. He just comes oh, in and you're like beating <laughs> off, like music, techno <laughs> music's blasting, slamming OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Tangerine <laughs> Dream is like blasting <laughs> on a fucking, <laughs> Anthony, I didn't touch him, man. I didn't man. touch him, man, you take him all. <laughs> Okay. Uh, put more ice in the bath with me. Uh, the delivery service I used to use when I lived in Brooklyn uh, would send one of two delivery guys. One was a quiet 40-year-old man in a safari hat who would come in with shorts and go, may I have a glass of water? And I'd be like, of course. And I'd make him ice water. He would drink it while he displayed the kind of weed he had. Oh, yeah, banana K40. Okay, yeah, yeah perfect. $80 an eighth, got it. Okay. Ooh. This was like 2004. Eight, you had to pay through the nose to get a delivery. I mean, that's fucking. Oh no, it was sixty dollars an eighth, and you had to buy two if you lived in an outer borough. Oh really? So I had to buy a quad for hundred and twenty bucks if I wanted to take a fucking quick rip before I went to babysit. Oh yeah, let's switch. Mine has strong aphrodisiac in it. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's made from Kumamoto oysters. Does that mean by Is the end? Is it sativa or indica? No, it's Spanish fly. Yeah, it's, it's, We're not yeah. saying Spanish fly anymore. Spanish fly. <laughs> Give me the Spanish fly. Hey, remember this. It's me, man. Jeff Goldblum, the Spanish fly. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Jeff Goldblum. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so does that, the oyster weed means by the end, this table will be like levitating? A like centimeter a higher. <laughs> but only forward, like an old globe stage. <laughs> And they'll perform Hamlet <laughs> on our dick stage. <laughs> of the, I'm just remembering what we were talking about. Of the other uh, delivery, yeah. the other delivery guy was the crazy one. And when he would come to your house, he'd be like, "Sit down and be like, man, let me tell you something." And he had a full, you know what a tattoo looks like the day after, where it's like clearly raw, just done. He had a full New Jersey on his forearm, and I was like, the outline of New Jersey, like I have the outline of Long Island. And he, woo, yeah, one person, thank you, mom. Uh, <laughs> And he had the full outline of New Jersey. I'm like, oh, dude, that's sick. Are you from New Jersey? He's like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, I got it in Jersey. <laughs> I was like, like a, like, you know, like how the nine actors who played the fellowship all got a tattoo? It's a little different if you just get New Jersey on a drive over the fucking bridge. He fucking, or through the tunnel, he, uh. Bridge or tunnel. Bridge or tunnel. Bridge. And tunnel. And tunnel. <laughs> that should be the true name of my podcast. It should just be called Bridge and Tunnel. And <laughs> but I just, you're not from New Jersey. <laughs> I know. I'm from Long Island. It's a bridge. Uh, so uh, he would, and then I was like, dude, why'd you get tattooed in New Jersey? He's like, I have no idea. I took a bunch <laughs> of acid and got in a car with my friend. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, can I smoke? 
And oh, I was like, sure. No. So he like rolls a joint. We're smoking a joint. And he's like in my house for so much longer than you want to dr- anybody. Yeah. I don't even want my wife to talk to me for this much <laughs> uninterrupted. <laughs> and know. instead it's this drug dealer. And I'm eventually like, all right, man, well, it's time to get out of here. And he's like, you have a little dog. And I was like, yeah, he's real little. He goes, they're the smart ones. Are you serious? And I went, okay. <laughs> and then he left. And then I like quit smoking weed for three months. Oh, no, you didn't. I was like, it would be so much easier to not have this dude come in my house. Yeah, they're and worse. for me to give up weed is insane. Yeah, I mean, they're the worst. Uh, they're the worst. They're, they give <laughs> us the one thing I truly enjoy in life. And uh, <laughs> the that, one thing that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> no family. No, nothing. Um... No, but I mean the de- the days of like the imposing dealer like that sort of has evaporated even in New York because there's so many car service and like yeah. drop off like the imposing weed dealer. We had one that was called Presidents. You remember Presidents? No, we had BK Prime. Was well, ours. Presidents. All their code names were Presidents of the United States. Oh shit, they were like Point Break. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was Washington. I am not a crack. Jefferson. <laughs> Nixon and Kennedy. Are you sure they weren't just black dudes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. That's a stereotype that's neither good nor bad. There's a lot of black Washingtons and Jack. Like the it only tracks there because of the slave ownership. I, it's Kennedy, awful. There's an awful no, justification yeah. behind it. There's I no. I don't think there's a rash of Kennedys. <laughs> yeah, just no, Kennedy fried chicken. Let's uh, stop talking about this. You're the. This is a one-sided conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, no shit. <laughs> You motherfucker. So wait, the Kennedy what well, you used to do a lot of coke too and like brag about doing blow all the time. And one day I call the weed service and there's a re- recording and the guy's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we are sorry, but unfortunately presidents is closed for the next 2 weeks in memoriam of Kennedy who passed away." Oh. And it was like Kennedy had died. <laughs> it's like we all remember where we were when we when heard our Kennedy drug dealer died. Kennedy was died. <laughs> I can't get weed for two weeks. And he was like, our new driver will be Johnson. No. (laughs) He'll be Johnson. He seems to have gotten into the position rather quickly. Some say that he fed Kennedy the bad cocaine. (laughs) Kennedy OD'd on cocaine. And when we went to interview the drug dealer, uh, Ruby shot the drug dealer. (laughs) What a natural transition to Uh, conspiracies. Minute 40 of the podcast. Let's get into the topic at hand. So we want to talk about conspiracies and uh, the huge with Anthony because this all stems from one, like when we were first becoming friends, we were driving up to Bard College to do a live version of this storytelling show we did for a long time called Nights of Our Lives. And in the car, uh, a mutual friend, uh, Dave Martin, goes, watch this. (laughs) Hey, Anthony, what really happened to Kennedy? (laughs) And it was an hour and 45 minute drive yeah, and Anthony talked right. the rest of the way. Yeah. Like ranting. And I was so into it. I was like, this is all I, I like took a knee. I was like, uh-huh, coach. <laughs> and then for like the rest of our friendship, we, we worked on 30 Rock together for three seasons as non-speaking writers. That's right. Uh, shout out to the TGS writers. Um, Thank you to Tina Fey for yeah, keeping me in you, weed Tina. for three years yeah. <laughs> with a random $120 check a week. Uh, and every, every time we would just be sitting in the fucking waiting for something to happen, waiting for Judah Friedlander or waiting for Tracy Morgan. No, we'd be lines, waiting right? for Tracy <laughs> yeah. or, well, you know. Uh, 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 
Uh, it is also Alec yeah. after 11. <laughs> after 11 a.m. <laughs> Alec before 11 a.m. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Post got, 11 a.m., not so much. Yeah. He got tired fast. Also, you can, oh, I always tell this anecdote, but you can tell when Alec Baldwin's going to work on 30 Rock because the studio would be 40 degrees cooler than it is any other day. Yeah. He's such a celebrity that he's like, turn the fucking air yes. conditioning up. And like, so the crew is all in hoodies when yes. you walk in. Because he was June. Sweat. Yeah, it's he would June. Sweat, like, I mean, I get it. I get it too. My. My studio's AC. I get that. Yeah, it's I, I crank the fuck out of it. Constantly complain about how warm it is in yeah. the studio. Comedy is cold. Comedy's always cold, guys. Nobody ever had any fun warm. Yeah, if you're just fucking sitting in the heat, watching comedy, you're like, fuck, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, That's also a necrophiliac motto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now your lower back tattoo makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so what was uh, <laughs> well can i just say on this point no. going to kennedy just for a moment uh, there's just a moment there's there's just something so worrying about the fact that uh i have actually agree with roger stone about something oh, when yeah. you think of roger stone as such a, like a villain in politics but yet his assertion that he believes johnson killed kennedy i'm like i've Agreed with that for a long time. Yeah, it and makes so sense. Like, so then you you sort of go like, it's so crazy to think we have conspiracy theorists for the first time. We have people who believe uh, bullshit that's mostly rooted in anti-Semitism and, and, and white supremacy, which is what the root of most conspiracy theories are. They are vessels for anti-Semitism and white supremacy. They are ways to tell, tell narratives that make the white male the superior figure in all stories. Yeah, it's like, I'm losing... Why? Because things are happening behind the yes. scenes. No, you're losing because you're a loser. Yeah, well, yes. Yes, well, but you could, it's easy to go like, well, if the blacks are taking my jobs and the Jews control everything, yes. then uh, I'm fine. It's then not I'm my fine. fault. It's not, it's not me fault. being a fucking true shitbird. Well, it's also this. How about this? Is it just also the nature of the malaise of human existence is... D it rubs against the nature of the narrative of white supremacy we tell ourselves. So if we all tell ourselves that we're extraordinary because of our whiteness, and so we're extraordinary because of who we are. Let's change the pronoun from we to they there. Well, they, but I, well, but Just you know what? But we are quotes no, this. But we're all participants in it. We're right, participants we are, in, we want in it. To in, I'm not. I'm not saying we ideologically, but we in terms of like the culture we exist in. That um, the uh, it's it's. A shock at the at the notion that the world could be difficult or could be challenging or that you don't get it given to you is part of the nature of it. So it's right. it's an actual disbelief in the reality of the way the world is, which is it's kind of tough and it's not fair and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that narrative doesn't wash with what we tell ourselves, especially in Western culture. So like UFOs, for instance. Uh, we talk about the Egyptians, right? That there must have been aliens who helped the Egyptians, right? There's a lot of notions about like aliens seeding the planet and that the heights of the pyramids uh, around the world are, you know, the same height. There's the, no the way these in, cultures would have been able to pull no, off such and similar that's monuments. What it is, is these brown people, how could they have possibly done this and yeah. achieved this? There's it's a, a narrative of whiteness. Yeah. It's a misinterpretation uh, post uh, enlightenment of. The, the narrative of antiquity. 
And because it's now reframed in white European, European superiority, it, we are given half-truths that are, and this is the true conspiracy. Like the true conspiracy is this, is the half-truth that we receive about what pre-Judeo-Christian history was and, and, and the advancements that mankind had even three, four, five, six thousand years ago of all colors, stripes, and, and, and ways Well, yeah, it's be. crazy to believe in, like... Uh, we get it. Prim- we make it real here. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, this, is, this is what we're after here. We're going to have one joke every six minutes, but now it's going to be fucking <laughs> intense. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's, it's not... Okay. Here, so, and it's funny because people will say, like, the, the prehistoric civilization, the pre-civilized world, but it's like, that's where... We know where it started. We know where, like, civilization started, and it didn't start in fucking Finland or no. fucking... Uh, no. Philadelphia. De- yeah. No. Well, it not, started not with the Philadelphians who live there now. Yeah. It might have started with the original Philadelphians. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. yeah. But in Mesopotamia, and it's like, those are not going to... Like, that is not white people. <laughs> like, no. Well, no. you have and Africa, first. Yeah. India. Well, it, 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 here's the other thing, is that... The, um, for the Fertile Crescent. The Fertile... Oh, we never... I always give this preface. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I feel I bad. Forgot. We should have we should have said I, I, this way earlier. We forgot earlier. about this. We should have said this way before we s- steamrolled into anti-Semitism and white supremacy. <laughs> we are like the name of the podcast is High and Mighty for two reasons. <laughs> I'm often high and I'm a giant. But it also means we take a stance that we aren't that informed in, but we <laughs> believe <laughs> ourselves to be correct and our opinions to be strong enough to force you guys to hear them. And that's what's great about the High and Mighty cons- Conspiracy brand podcast. <laughs> one, brand. Of the great thing, one of the great things, John, is that it is the act of creating a conspiracy is a sort of bold move that's not really informed by much information. Like right, any yeah. base, it's a baseless idea that gains traction because of the collective agreement by everybody because of someone else's force of will. Wait, holy shit, like, you just also described the success of High and Mighty. Yes. It's like, you just say shit, and then it's like saying a weird conspiracy, and then you guys are the fucking lunatic first round that is like, yeah, I subscribe. Yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah, you're you're step two in the fucking decimation of this universal knowledge of the world, man. But this is Gabrus. I always say this, but Gabrus is so goddamn smart. And so smart. Now you know why I had him on the pod, baby. He did. I'm not just ripped. He's not, he's not just. I'm not just a body. Dude. He's not just a body. Listen, do I it, <laughs> do what you want with it, but I'm more than this. I hear after the podcast, you lie down and we do sort of a Houston 500 run a train on you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can do this thing with my back where I make a bowl and you fill it with your fucking semen and quim. Sorry, <laughs> I'm <laughs> wasted. <laughs> Houston 500, baby. Yeah. I remember when you first heard about that was my Kennedy assassination. When I first heard the Houston 500, I'm like, oh, what is that? They're like, oh, the porn star Houston is going to fuck 500 dudes in a row. She's a you don't know. This was like this was like 1997. Yeah. You don't know about happened? this. This is Mr. 496 right here. <laughs> and he said, "I just want to eat her out." <laughs> sure, that'd be I'll fine. I'll go last. You know what? That'd Shotgun. be fine. That would be fine. Dibs on last, and I'm only doing mouth Dibs stuff. Dibs on last. <laughs> You're I have those- like a tiny lobster bib. <laughs> <laughs> And like, well, uh, I've got mignonette sauce. Yeah, Houston, after fucking 500 guys, doesn't get crabs. She gets lobsters. 
She has langoustine. Um, <laughs> Come on, that's funny shit. <laughs> I didn't fuck 500 people, but if you do... God bless her. Wait a minute, we should do a... She's like a seafaring vessel that like navigated... The Atlantic. Yeah. They That's needed her insane. A, they needed her at Dunkirk. They're like, she can fit 500 men. <laughs> so she's like, there's going to be a weird way to cross this channel, my friends. I and 500 they're... French soldiers inserted themselves in her, and she backstroked yeah. across the channel. I hear they're docking her next to the Intrepid for a tour next week. Yeah, she's set up as a haunted house for the month of October. <laughs> We're going to be here all week, ladies and gentlemen, deriding a woman who could have that type of sexual intercourse. I mean, that's a true skill. Imagine. It's amazing. You know, it's like. It's a true achievement. It's like one of those things where, like, did she, who was the person before her, and did that person do 499? <laughs> or did that other person, like, because I feel the like Galveston, 500 is a huge leap. It's like, yeah. The Galveston know, 250? Yeah, like. Yeah, like uh, uh, Misty May. Wait, no, that's from. She's a professional volleyball player. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Misty May trainer. Um, she, uh, like, who's the woman before Houston? Where she's like, how many people are you gonna fuck? Uh, and that girl's like, I'll do, I'll do ten. They're like, that's crazy. And then like a week later, she goes, this motherfucker did five hundred. That was like a silent film. <laughs> ten was like a silent film. It was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there's a guy with a long mustache. <laughs> Late, it was on train tracks. <laughs> While like a train slowly came at them. Um, <laughs> wow, this uh, is bad. <laughs> can we? Well, this is the last bad. thing on the Houston five hundred, oh, and then come one. On. Isn't it always the... You know what? This is as brutal as the Houston 500 <laughs> at this point. Um, do you know, like, the weird part of the video is when they pan away from the sex and they pan to a line of dudes yeah. in, like, luchador masks yes. and they're all sort of playing with themselves? Yes. It's, like, it's the disturbing. most upsetting and disturbing... I would argue it's, like, John Waters' level, like, worth watching because yeah. it's, it's like insane. It's like Requiem for a Dream meets it John is. Waters. <laughs> it is. With a little eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's pretty crazy. And it was... I worked in Los Angeles at the time at the Muppets at Jim Henson, and I can say that it was the talk of the industry. You were industry. Gonzo, right? I was You were Gonzo. the model for Gonzo? I was the fucking physical model for Gonzo, you anti-Semitic fuck. Uh, I didn't even know you were Jewish. <laughs> you never bring it up. <laughs> I'm the worst Jew. <laughs> I'm the worst Jew. I'm the worst what Jew. A great you are the worst Jew. <laughs> That show was fucked up. You know what? I think it's now come back around that you are the weakest link is funny again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny again. Right. I think it's come back in the style. That woman being like, you are the weakest link. I had an alcohol problem, but now I host a game show. That was like her whole narrative. Her whole, that was just her narrative. The whole thing about the weakest link lady was that she was like, I used to have a huge tricky problem, and now I host this game show. <laughs> I wish I knew more about the backstories of game show hosts. <laughs> I'm Alex Trebek. I used to put cigarettes out on my cock. And now I host Jeopardy. <laughs> I, I, I was at the Houston Five. No, okay, okay, okay. Let's talk conspiracies. Okay. So what's, what's happening now that we believe to be against? You, you, you were screaming about a false flag uh, earlier today. Well, I, uh, and, and you, false flags and you are said fascinating You said to weather me. satellites. Well, the big one, of course, with the hurricanes is... The belief that the Chinese are fighting us by uh, salting the, the, 
the clouds with aluminum on very high altitude fights, uh, flights that cause uh, stronger storms. And there's a belief that the Russians, this is not, I don't, by the way, I am not advocating for this. I'm just simply saying Oh yeah, saying let's also say you, this. We don't know what we're talking I, about. I, I, uh, <laughs> we most likely don't believe in the things we're saying. Yes. And we're going to continue, uh, uh, even, we're just going to go full steam ahead and continue down this path. Yeah, you're it's, it's a fucking podcast festival. Uh, if you're coming here for information, you're going to yeah, fucking... Yeah, no, don't, don't come here for go real to off information. <laughs> Imagine eight people left. Don't, you're welcome, don't, Jess. Uh, I, would not, I would not consider what we're saying to be truth. It's just these are, they're like tchotchkes. Conspiracies are like things you put up on the little shelf. And one of them is the Chinese-Russian global weather conspiracy. And... Are the things that are fascinating is there is an enormous satellite array that's in the northern part of uh, northeast Russia that's jointly owned by a Chinese and uh, Russian uh, holding companies. They don't know what the satellite array is for, but the guess, uh, my guess would be it's for probably some sort of Star Wars program or some sort of anti-missile defense or early detection. But the belief is... That you believe it's a depth doing, star? That they're doing weather experiments because they're so close to the polar cap that they are trying to shift using magnetic pulses to shift and create a, a stronger, uh, uh, from Africa up through Florida, uh, that weather stream to make uh, stronger hurricanes to devastate the United States and cripple them economically. And that oh. is a real conspiracy theory. That's not, that's like entrenched. That's like Planet X... Like level 25, 30, 40 years. What does Planet X do. mean? Well, Nibiru, which is the planet oh, that Nibiru. supposedly. <laughs> Nibiru orbits in parallel with Earth around the sun so that we can never detect it. And it is a parallel Earth. I'm not, I'm not joking. There's that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm lying. That's the parallel Earth, the Earth 2 theory. Nibiru is actually uh, proven out by Planet 9, the one that they discovered. That's in a 40, uh, it's a, like a very large um, that Kepler orbit. That found, yeah. Yeah, no, it's the one that orbits our solar system, but it has like a huge out orbit. So right now it's like, you know, th tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of light years away, but it does pass into our solar system. And uh, it was called Nibiru and conspiracy websites in like the 90s and 2000s. Does anyone know this one I'm talking about? And it's shocking. One dude in a Guy Fawkes no. mask nodding his head no. up here. <laughs> No, and, and, and that's it. We are legion. Now, this guy, too. That guy, too, yeah. with the beard. We and got the a lot of lettering. neck beards who know what we're talking about out here. That's beards. my high and mighty listeners. But just off the shift but, at the VHS store. But the belief was that cataclysmic events happened on Earth in a specific time cycle, and that that could be attributed to the gravitational pull of, of this planet that orbits in a super long orbit in the solar system. Now, astrophysicists point out that the the power of the planet's orbit would not ever be significant enough to affect us. That's the conventional thinking. But nobody knows yet because we haven't witnessed its, its pass through the, uh, by the uh, proximity to Earth. I'm high. <laughs> so and, high. Uh, so high, I'm like, I get, no, but, take so, the reins for a couple minutes. And I come so this is, this is one of the, this is a, a, a conspiracies that have to do with the belief that there could be possible um, Cataclysmic shifts and human beings love cataclysm. We fixate on cataclysm. Because I mean, we build entire religions around of it. Of course, well, because it's an extension of our fear of death. Mm -hmm. And religion also, you have to think about religion was a religion was at some point a scientific. 
Religion was at some point. Illuminati. <laughs> we used four Illuminati symbols in one <laughs> episode of uh, President Show. Did you? Purposely. <laughs> I used four Illuminati symbols at certain points in episode four <laughs> of the President Show. If you can find all of them, tweet at, tweet at me and Tony I will send Tamanica. you a prize. I'll send you a prize because they're, they're very clear if you notice them and if you know. I'm secrets. sure Alex Jones has done two episodes on it. <laughs> it's clearly Illuminati. <laughs> Buy your disaster relief kit. <laughs> That's what I should do in High and Mighty is I should come up here and rant. Because those, Alex Jones, now this is, all right, so this is a little meta conspiracy thing. But like Alex Jones is doing, is purveying a lot of conspiracies and then yes. directly benefiting from the ideas of his conspiracies with yes. the shit he sells. Of course. So he's like, the world is going to end. There's going to be like, you know, minority militias in the streets, keep yes. killing white people. Don't forget to buy one of my disaster backpacks for $75. Yeah, of course. And that's like so fucking And it's all good. organic. Here's the weird thing that also a Jim Baker too, Jim Baker's new show. It's what's a weird thing is this weird split that happened in hip, like hippie thinking in like the 80s, I guess, where there's like a stripe of like 70s, 60s hippies who became these weird ultra conspiratorial right wingers. Yes. Because they still espouse like eating, you know, chia seed and like want everything organic. And but they're also like, you know, <laughs> they're like, we're going to be camps. gunned down in the streets yeah, by yeah, lizard yeah. people. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But the, the, um, I like the other old hippies are like my favorite generation of human beings. Like when oh, you yeah. run into like a 70 70- good old hippie. Yeah. My like, uh, my stepfather in law is a, is a man like that. Like he has a doctorate and he like uh, was like rolled himself up in a carpet when he was high on acid at like 15 yeah. and it like just affected him to now. And he's like super interesting and compassionate and like open minded. She yeah. like, that's the good old, uh, old, oh, my good stepfather, hippie. my mom. They're like, there are a lot. Turns out a lot of stepfathers are. <laughs> yeah. Stepfathers are a lot. Also a lot of old hippies. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, oh, I'll marry this broad. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, fine, man. That's what you, you want to do. She got a house. <laughs> yeah, she got a house. I got a place to roll up, smoke my weed and do my science. I'm good. <laughs> I uh, so I should do some Alex Jones shit and then fucking rant yes. about uh, conspiracies and then try to sell products that like defend those conspiracies. So here's a conspiracy for you guys. Okay, swamp ass is actually <laughs> swamp ass. The effect of swamp ass, you know, sweaty taint and sweaty butthole. Yes. Uh, oh, we used to call it mall balls growing up before I knew what swamp <laughs> ass was because you had to wear jeans to the mall to look cool. So you would walk around the mall a lot and your fucking taint would, and your underwear would like turn into like sandpaper. Like any, any fat guy who's lived in New York City in the summer uh. with old shitty underwear and you like take it home at the end of the day and you throw it on the ground and it shatters. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck? That's all a conspiracy. North Korea is affecting our swamp ass with oh magnets. Oh, my God. Global warming, think about it, is rising temperatures. We're fucking dripping at yes. sweat out of our ass. You can't even pull your pants down to have a sexual uh, interaction without being stressed that you might have some swamp ass. You, I think you always have swamp ass. Yeah, you always have swamp ass. Unless, of course, you, you have moisture-wicking antimicrobial underwear from, like, Say a Mac Weldon type. Okay? So we have to stop the North Korean conspiracy of fucking swamp ass by using wow. Mac Weldons. And stand Absolutely. with me today. My, oh yeah. my God! Stand with me, my brothers! I rock my dicks out. There's a huge hole cut in the middle. I got Mac Weldons on, baby. 
I can live or die with swamp ass. My socks aren't sweaty. Guys, I've got some Mac Weldon socks for y'all. Let's do this. You guys get 20% off your first bear, your first order. If you use promo code MIGHTY. Let me throw I feel like they gave us too big of a box, and so we shouldn't throw out all these. Guys, Dude, promo code it. MIGHTY. Stop the North Koreans! Stop the North Koreans! Yo, I'm doing the underarm frisbee throwing. Yeah! Oh, Both shit. Both the empty seats! Just <laughs> oh. <laughs> cut a dude's head off, odd job style. Fuck yeah. That is a Stop real conspiracy. Stop the North Koreans! Buy Mac Weldon, promo code MIGHTY. Do your part as a patriot. Do your part as a patriot. So the big conspiracy theory is what is Bannon doing going back to Breitbart? And is there, is there a strategy being developed by the, by the hard right? Okay. I'm so, we're both out yes, of breath. I'm from so doing that. tired. But I'm getting into a <laughs> from real throwing conspiracy. Socks. Let's get into a real conspiracy. Is there a triangulation that they essentially, I think they could think they can keep him in office through 2024? I think I, so too. I think so too. And I have no confidence. <laughs> I have no Oh, Jesus. I tried to do a cannonball and I almost right. died. But I think that the, I think that the most interesting theory out there is that Trump is part of. Uh, and Bannon, these are all figures just simply in a distraction realignment that's happening. And that's this is like yeah. the ultimate false flag. Yes, that the actual false flag is the president yeah. and all of this stuff. That the that the, um, the the theory goes that if we're believing in this, you know, old corporate Illuminati structure of like houses of families that go back thousands, tens of thousands of years. Lannister always pays his debts. That we are in, we are creating a great distraction in preparation. Are you ready for it? Oh fuck yeah! For an encounter with an extraterrestrial intelligence. Holy shit! This is, this is the I new guess I great am high theory. Enough. Is that that in order to prepare us psychologically for an extraterrestrial intelligence, we have to put ourselves at the brink of our own demise, and that if we Holy start shit. to believe that we are at the end of our rope, and then that idea is introduced, it will unify mankind, humankind, and it will uh, it will give us a, a, a cause and reason to uh, interact or start to develop in a relationship with extraterrestrial entities. And that's I a will, true, real... I will retroactively I've been reading on the boards. I will retroactively appreciate Donnie T if he is the walkway to fucking aliens. That's pretty sick. Wouldn't that be crazy? Well, we did learn something with Trump being president, that either the vice grip on the great conspiracies of Area 51, Kennedy, and all these things are truly held by powers that are deeper than the power of Washington, reaffirming the deep state conspiracy right, theory. Right, because or else this dude or would be tweeting photos of be, alien bodies. So then we've learned it's all not true, right? Right, yeah. And it's all not true. Because once he's, no one's going to tell, all right, Donald, here's an alien. Don't say anything about it. <laughs> that is not going to work out. He's going to be like, I'm here in Houston on the ground. And there's fucking aliens, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, 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 
Mr. T, this is a, uh, you don't want to see this. This is an alien body. We, yeah. Show me. Is it on? <laughs> is it, a, what is it? Is it it's like a, a, female a female alien. alien? Okay, sir. How old? What's the age of consent for Well, alien? the thing is, it's not part of. Because she's 12 now, she'll be banging me in 10 parsecs. Uh, Mr. Trump, parsecs have been retconned to be a measurement of distance. Everybody uh, knows that parsecs are a measurement of distance, <laughs> but misused so much in science fiction that they now have a new definition. <laughs> this is, is another Donnie T I can get behind. The fucking... The, the other side the other side of Reddit, you know, yeah. where it's like the one side is like uh, let the Antifa is the real bad guys, oh. and then the other the other side is like here's what's wrong with Star Trek continuity or whatever. Yes, I love. Parsex is from Star Wars. Sorry. I yeah, Parsex so is from Star Wars. Photon torpedoes, proton torpedoes, ion um, tor ion cannons, ion um, cannons, blasters, heavy the, blasters. Yeah, R two D two, R four E one, BB eight. What did you, are you looking forward to? I, oh, you want to hear something crazy? Episode eight? No. Interesting. And if you told 15-year-old Gabrus someday a Star Wars movie is going to come out and you're going to go, okay, I wow. hope to catch. Well, I think I've, I've got wow. fatigue. I've got franchise fatigue. I've talked about this a few times on- Is uh, it Rogue One? Well, I, I didn't mind Star Wars. I, I st it was great. It was really fun to see, but it wasn't the same as the original. I understand that. But now I'm when I'm like, there's going to be one every year for the next decade. What? Yeah. I thought it was just uh, eight, nine, and then they're done. No, and then there's going to be a fucking Han Solo origin story, and then oh, we're going to see young stuff. Padma as an Adame. Um, young Padma as an Adame. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pitch. Um <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that was your wallet. <laughs> oh, so, shit. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years down the drain. Um, the alien shit is fucking wild. Like, it has to have happened, right? Or are, is everyone being molested? And like, yes. just being like, uh, what, your, your one brain I'll say is <laughs> everyone's being molested yeah. for sure. And if you're not, talk to your local you reps. You should talk to you. There's a local fingering rep you can find. <laughs> it's actually if you're in one of the five boroughs, it's us. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that here's the thing: is I think abduction stories for the most part are either uh, the brain's explanation for sleep paralysis, which is just a function of the brain snafuing and you're conscious when you're in a sort of semi-conscious state, so you, you're, you interpret things perceptively differently. And I think for the most part, that's probably the truth. And I think some of them are people who have had horrible violations in some way in their life, and their brain has bifurcated and created this narrative to protect themselves. I don't think that those human behaviors distinguish the idea that that doesn't mean it's not possible that other intelligences or other permutations of intelligence, not necessarily from outer space, but from other spaces in alignment with ours. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Do you think this I, is like my do you think uh, I'm doing Will Smith's son moment? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you took this and like made it a transcript, <laughs> it'd be like, this guy's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were paying attention at all, you thought that. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think I have uh, like repressed memories in that I have this vivid memory of aliens not coming to my football games growing up? <laughs> Am I bifurcating something yes. there? If I'm like, yes. how come the alien isn't here? Why does yes. the alien always have to work on game day? <laughs> 
did. <laughs> if you're a listener, hi, you know I have insane dad issues. Or if you are <laughs> sitting in this room because say. another room is sold out, you're learning. Uh, so your alien is your father. Oh my god. <laughs> that explains everything. I think that um, aside from in alien conspiracy theory, also though has its roots in anti-Semitism as well. Okay, I love. I want to hear this connection. Well, they, I mean, it's really all does. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, it all all of it does. Nine Eleven's a big anti-Semitic one. Like the Jews knew the Jews. You know that one? Yes. They were like the Jewish people were th- like uh, rabbis were calling employees and saying, yes. "Don't go to work. Don't to- go to work today." And I that's love- like the least Jewish thing to say in the world, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Take a day off. Relax. Take a day <laughs> off. Yeah, you can take a day off. It's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The word, I mean, I think that uh, that that one is a, is a big uh, the alien anti-Semitism. The, oh, the alien anti-Semitism. I think I'm high. I think that the I have not eaten anything today, but uh, it's just smoke and now. three Brooklyn lagers. Yeah, it's hitting now, and I feel insane. Oh uh, yeah, I can't believe I have to do a show <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, spoiler alert: both of us have a show to do later <laughs> yeah. tonight. A show way more popular than this one. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, I know. We're just getting in line now." Well, that um, well, there's the theory that you know, essentially, Semitic people are like the sort of like lower people who are humans of Earth, and that white people, descendants uh, of the North, were from giant white beings. This is one that my cousin believes. My cousin's insane, and. <laughs> Uh, he oh, believes, yeah, my cousin's been in jail for years. My cousin, my cousin believes some crazy, crazy, crazy shit, and he believes that there's a. This lost is your his. This is his Tyler Durden, by the way. <laughs> my cousin is really crazy. You want to hear what my cousin believes? It's me, cousin Tony. <laughs> cousin Tony believes there was a white tribe that lived in Wisconsin. Is he that so? That's what it is—a white tribe of giants, of bald, hairless, genderless giants. Ooh, I'm actually getting into and it they now. They are—they have bald spaces. You mm. think if someone had a bald space where there's no genitals, like some sort of genderless? If. It, would, like, if you rub there, does it mean anything? I mean, I guess it would mean the same way, like, getting your back rubbed feels nice. You know what I mean? I'm saying, I just, like, there's no, if you no nerve- genital and no butthole, like, let's just say you didn't. You just had, like, a bald space. Dude, I it- could not live without my butthole. <laughs> I mean, no one could. <laughs> you just, fu- oh, just vomit shit instead. Oh, yeah, that's less disgusting. <laughs> hey, don't forget to brush your teeth. Were you sponsored by a toothbrush? Also? No, I was going to say, I, I just because in my head I imagined what if you shit out your mouth, what pinching one off would be like. <laughs> For me, it would be like vomiting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the most disgusting moment of the podcast has us cutely point to each other in the middle of it. Like Laverne and Shirley. We're talking about shit coming out of... We're supposed to be talking about conspiracies. I think for the last nine minutes we've been trying to say how aliens are uh, anti-Semitic. Oh, because... Uh, White people are, Christians came from aliens. <laughs> Christians came from space. <laughs> Is that Old Testament? Were, no, not even Christians. That's it's Matthew, like Mark, Luke, or White. What's this whole thing that, that this uh, secret doctrine woman, like, you know, the whole thing was the Aryan, the Aryan, the woman who wrote the secret doctrine in the 19th century, Blatowski, I always fuck her name up. How do you say her name? 
Lutovsky. Uh, <laughs> These guys are like, we don't know, man. Don't know. Well, whatever. Are yeah. you holding us hostage? That's what they're all asking. <laughs> Everyone, we tried to leave. Drinks, the doors are locked. Take the drinks, just drink it up. There's no hope for it's us here Kool-Aid. anymore. It's all Kool Aid. You guys have your Pumas it's all on. All over everyone. Everyone, put your Mac Weldon's uh, on and then drink. Let the children. A put little, your Mac Weldon socks on. Come on, darling, drink it up. There's no hope for There's us. There's no hope they for us. They have us surrounded. The only thing that could save us. The senator. <laughs> we're all, we're all done. It's time to move on. Let's go. I can like recite that audio <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a problem. Yeah, whatever. That's some great audio. Great found audio. Uh, one of my dad's best friends, uh, who he worked with uh, in TV. Uh, was this uh, Guianan guy uh, named uh, Sammy. And he's from Guiana, which is where the Jim Jones thing happened. And I swear to God, I didn't even know how offensive it was, but my dad, like, every time he was over, and he was over, like, every weekend because he was, like, my brother's godfather or whatever and sammy was like he had a mullet and a mustache and he was like this little guiana dude and all he, my dad's name was john he would go johnny he was like a fucking extra in a van damme movie he had like a greasy moan he'd be like johnny but my dad would be like hey who wants a beer uh heineken you want wine hey we got kool-aid <laughs> like every single time he's like and he would go Johnny. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. I, and that could just pretty much explain my entire comedic personality. Yeah. <laughs> What's a huge tragedy that happened to your people? Cool. I'll casually bring <laughs> it up in bad. mixed company for the rest of our lives. It's all for fun. So the Nuremberg trials. So anyway. <laughs> but like, yeah, like this is the, so, you know, even the notion of the term the Aryan race is so funny because it is rooted actually in the Aryan region of, of northern India. It's a... People who are Indian, <laughs> East Indian. That's wild. <laughs> Aryans are now, oh no, I'm sorry, Iranian. Iranian, ew, the board, uh, in that area. I'm some, uh, guys, I'm struggling now. And I'm usually pretty, like, sharp. We came out of the gate facts. strong. We're we real front on. halfers. I, I want to be If right. you know anything about racing, I want to be correct about the region because I don't want to be. All right, ignorant. go ahead, look at your fucking phone. These millennials, I'll tell you what. North Stop Korea it, wants you to look at your phone, and the only thing to protect you is Mac Weldon. Um, yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah, there we go. It's the Indica. Oh, my God, you are becoming a New York Times drawing. Indica. <laughs> it's what I said. It's the Indo-Iranian people. So It's the Indo-Iranian people. This is like, you're like a Portlandia character. It's what I said. It's what I said. No, no, no. Don't it's leave yet, class. We have one more minute on the Indo-Iranian border. And if anyone's interested, I'm going to be going to the Indo-Iranian Museum on Monday. And they have an open buffet of local foods. And I, got, I just good. got some DMT in from my shaman. I just got some DMT. <laughs> if you want to come with me and smoke the death drug in my apartment on 78th, We'll all be lying down on carpets I purchased up on the east side. We can hang out in the beanbag room. Yeah, that's right. Anyone wants to touch me? I haven't been touched in a long time. Have you done DMT? No, I haven't done the death drug. Has anyone here done DMT? One person. Well, Oh, a couple of people, yeah. I've seen the movie Enter the Void. I've seen the movie Enter the Void. Do you remember yeah. Enter the Void? Yeah, that fucking movie is awesome. That's, I love that fucking movie. The that opening, movie retroactively, the opening, I'm like, <laughs> like the fucking lights and the, the flickers. Yeah, when You're someone says Enter the Void, I want to eat mushrooms. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like the second someone's like enter the void, I'm like, oh, I want to trip balls. That movie's fucking wild. If you haven't seen that, it's I a ha- great. Oh, and be careful. Don't watch Touching the Void. I mean, you can no, if you want. Touching the Void. Touching the Void is a movie about two guys oh. climbing a mountain. One of them boy, breaks. Oh boy. <laughs> and I was like, everyone in my like all my drug head friends were like, bro, you gotta see the Enter the Void. And I was like, sick, yeah, dude. I fucking smoked like a huge blunt and I sat down and put on Touching the Void and watched like a mountain climbing movie for like an hour and a half. And I was like, I mean, it's a decent film, but... I don't understand why I needed to get super fucked up and watch this. And then, like, five years later, I'm like, what's this movie on Netflix called Enter the Void? And I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. The shit. death, I mean, the death is alone yeah. is like. The, f- you know, the most fucked up or most exciting. The big depends. penis? The penis, like, the that's big jizzing penis is at you. Jizzing, yeah. it's crazy. They have an angle of nah. sex from inside the vagina. They put looking a camera, out. is that? They had to have put a fiber optic camera inside a woman's vagina. Yes. And a guy has unprotected sex with her, and you see a fucking raw peeps coming at you yes you see it come you see, you see it, it come you see it come and you could see it come it's head big. like quivers the little opening it's yeah, like it, goes, uh, it does like the pre <laughs> it does the little it's like, like it's like just uh, you, it fucking comes like uh, the Night King's dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ooh. huge ice blast, that or is that ice. blue fire? Ooh, is it ice fire? <laughs> it's ice fire. What's ice? It's fire? a song it of called? ice and fire. So it's ice fire. I'm just. Who am I doing an impression of? I'm my glad. daughter. Can I say your daughter? My 24 year old daughter. <laughs> Do you ever? My 24 year old have... Asian daughter. Oh my god. When I, here's another awful joke my dad used to say. Oh, God. I'm one of three boys. After my mom had three boys, she really wanted a girl because she was truly outnumbered in the house. Um, and I think that's why she gave my dad brain cancer to even the score. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy. Gaber's family conspiracy. You want to talk my about mom had my dad there. taken out just to knock that's some right. of the testosterone She's out of the house. He's like, why are we taking weekend trips to Seabrook Nuclear Power Plant? <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey, hey, hon, did you put the microwave on 99 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to wear? Two Bluetooth headsets on the run to work? Uh, <laughs> oh, so she always wanted a daughter. <laughs> I was like, how did we get on this? Uh, so she always wanted a daughter, and she would say, I'm going to adopt an Asian daughter. And my dad's like, she better be 18. And oh, like, God. And I didn't even get that joke because it was like <laughs> when I was like 13, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. She would be an easier child to deal with because she would be an adult. And then I was like, like five years later, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> you realize it was some stunning commentary about Woody Allen's relationship with Sun Yi. Yeah, I started to see things from the right perspective. <laughs> the curse of the Jade Scorpion was lifted. That's my favorite Woody Allen. Imagine yeah. I'm like, separate the art from the artist, and then I just yeah. go on and on about Jade, <laughs> Jade Scorpion. Scorpion. That's no, my favorite wait, one. What's the one with fucking... Ma- Melinda Melinda is the other <laughs> awful Melinda one with Will Ferrell. That's a terrible one, but the... Uh, what's the one where... Uh, what's her name? The guy from American Pie is in it. Jason Biggs. Yes. The Jason Biggs one. I don't, that's one of the more recent ones. Reese Witherspoon, is she in that too? No, maybe. No, it's the girl from the Addams Family who played... Uh, uh, Christina Ricci? Ricci. Uh-huh. She's in it. That's well, check a it bad out. one. <laughs> 
to check it out. I brought the you know, window. We literally started this off, this whole show off with talking about how annoying it is when like your drug dealer comes over, gets high, yeah. and then just sort of corners you and talks at you for like an hour. And then we, we did it to you, you guys. Experience. We just gave you that experience. Now you get so, it. Right? Now you know what it's like, and now we can do the podcast. All right. Yeah, we have this room till five. <laughs> I wish that's true. Me too. I could, we could just, we're going to continue this conversation eight feet away for the next five hours. Not next, further than that, you creeps. So here's, um, some, so here's some quick ones, quick hits. The guy got shot last year with the, the Russian Turkish assassin, the Turkish guy. Okay. Do you, anyone, do you guys know what we're talking about? The guy who was shot in like a museum in the middle of a speech? Uh, yeah. And they happen to have like a perfect three shot set up for yeah. it, like lit well. That was Erdogan and then the Soviet, uh, the right. Russian, <laughs> Russian Soviet. service. Yeah, you're not 50. <laughs> <laughs> the commie fucks. Uh, Doesn't Libtard just sound like commie oh, fuck? You know what Libtard I mean? Libtard is the worst one. <laughs> Libtard is so stupid. Oh, Cry Your Liberal Tears is the other one that really bothers me. I mean, it's just a dumb one because oh, no, it's no, offensive. You know what really bothers me? You it's know what offensive, one, uh, one level. You know what? Yes, exactly. You know, uh, on one level, the level that has, it has the word tard in yes. it. Yes. Uh, yeah, that major level. I think uh, the real fucked up thing is like this new... So Republican Twitter or whatever constantly is tweeting about conservative Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is constantly tweeting about how the Democrats started the KKK, and it's like, okay, yes, maybe officially, yeah. but they got away from it. But well, isn't that a weird argument? It's like, you guys are the KKK, and instead of saying no, they, go, they no, say, the well, Democrats you guys started, started it. it. Yeah. And not like you started the fight. No, you started this organization. We really like it now. Yeah. Well, it's actually the only bipartisan idea we've had in a long time. You see, at least there's one place we can agree. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the white people. The only thing we do can agree on is that we need to protect ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I was going to say is that, you know, uh, we talked about this when we were doing an episode of the show, is that, the, you know, the, the ideology of the Confederacy and, and what it was trying to preserve became like a parasitic idea. And so, yeah, it stayed in the Democratic Party. And by the way, is you know, resoundly pervasive across the country. And, and during the Civil War, it's not as if the North was some bastion of open thinking and the South was, I mean, you know, every, not to be like all sides, but like, in, in the real way that New York benefited the most from slavery. Like, we had a national reckoning. It wasn't just the villainous South. It's always our problem, I think, in our culture, is that we tend to find the person who does the bad thing and pour all our bad things into them so we can leave ourselves, and then we, like, go about our business for 20, 30 years until then we have to reckon with kind of how bad, or not bad, but, like, how dysfunctional we are generally as a culture. And so then we find a new thing to like pour our badness into so that we don't have to reckon with the harder work of and life. And that's like what's happening with uh, 45 right now. Yeah. Is we're all like, see, this country is fucked up. It's like we all participated in well, making I that happen. I would argue happen. is the who's in control. The Confederacy is in control of the United States in a way right now. I mean, the, the thinking, the they're not in control of the the bureaucratic le levers of government because those are so entrenched. But you have thinkers who are not aligned with a union thinking right. who are in the White a House. A 200 yeah. year old so thought. It, yeah, it moved. So this parasite stayed pretty prevalent in, in both parties in different ways all the way to when the Southern Democrats split. And that split was the parasite in its most overt form leaving and then it went sort of quiet 
not quiet, but it found a new way to be more integrated into the Republican Party. But I would argue the Democratic Party in the 90s did no favors when it came <laughs> to the black community and to communities of color and, you know, and, and you know, uh, uh, gay rights in the military. I mean, the 90s was a terrible time ideologically for, people, yeah. for everyone sharing um, in this sort of metered view of 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 being like it's okay to slowly grind the vice on people it won't really affect everyone that much as long as everyone has money and then once we learn that that doesn't work now it's like how do we figure the new way to keep the vice sort of ground on everybody so that I mean it's like yeah the Republicans could say that about the Demo Democratic Party and that would be true but then you could get to a bigger larger conversation about how both parties reinforce you know, I mean, the, 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 I always like to say this before we finish is that the great conspiracy right, yeah, is in. the great conspiracy is the overt nature of, of corporatists, uh, middle and upper advertising thinkers and managers, the, the people of this world who can shape it how they want to a certain degree because of the money and backing they have, and they choose to shape a world of disarray, division, and fear. And that's the conspiracy that's right in front of you, happening every day, and happening with some of your favorite faces on MSNBC, and happening in the newspapers, and happening in media, and happening uh, in your purchasing, and what products you, you choose to, to purchase. And, and I'm a participant. I don't exclude myself. I'm not like I'm iPhone, some wise yeah. person who, I live in you know, a bunker like Michael Caine and you know and uh, children, children of men. men. I mean, I have a fucking iPhone. See, I'm talk a, about old hippies. That's a yeah, great old that, hippie. Those character. are great old hippies. Yeah, but that's the one who'll fucking die to save society. We're all trapped, but we're all in the same camp, right? We're all in the same camp, concentrating. We'd be in two and, different. I think we'd be in a different. We're one. all in it. Well, fine. I'm, I'm but, probably a touch too Italian for when it really comes down to it. But we're all in the bigger camp of all. Of, of being in it and participating in it. And I don't think it's necessarily even a radical statement to just say, be aware of the overt conspiracy in front of you. And, yeah, and you have an ability to, to change it. It's a fiction that some great thing needs to happen. People can change things just with the pocketbook. You can change how people drive information towards you. But as long as we settle for the manipulation that we choose to take, they're going to give it to you because yeah, they know it's it like easy. That's the great conspiracy. Talking about advertising, Henry brought this up. Yeah, yeah, give it a fucking round of applause for that there. Uh... Henry Zabrowski brought this up on an episode because he was talking about how advertising, he's like, and we were talking about how, like, how it's no different left versus right, red versus blue, Coke versus Pepsi. You find yeah. your tribe, you stick by it, you're like, no, I only drink this. Yeah. But meanwhile, Coke and Pepsi will both fucking kill you. Yes. Like, yeah. like, right. They are true drugs. That, yeah, they're poisonous drugs that we pay for to get, and we argue over which one is better. Which I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. I'm a huge Dr. Pepper guy. Did you know that the flavor in Dr. Pepper is not pepper, it's prunes? Yeah, it's prune. That's why you always take a shit shoe after a Dr. Pippi. That's why you always shit out a human shoe. Take a human a shoe. shoe. Take a shit shoe after a Dr. Pippi. You shit and... <laughs> I gotta make a shit shoe. I had a Dr. Pepe. <laughs> I used to only drink Dr. Pepper when I got Chinese food because, you know, like those New York Chinese food places are like free can of soda if you spend 10 or $15. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say like, <laughs> like a free colon cleanse. <laughs> You know, but it was local New York Chinese places that eat the food and then spend 45 minutes in your squatted body standing up like Mary Lou Retton power shitting into the toilet. I stand on the seat, so I'm in a full caveman squat. Two kettlebells. 
fucking spraying. <laughs> I think I've used this analogy on the podcast before, but I truly shit like deadliest catch when the guy just pulls the thing down and like crabs and a fucking tire and a license plate just drop out. That's how I shit. I'm in the bathroom for 40 minutes, and eight seconds is actual shitting. Then I'm wiping for fucking 39 minutes and 52 seconds. And I'm wiping my ass, and then I'm also bleaching the walls. and Because I get like a fucking speedboat rooster tail that goes... <laughs> you sh have you shot it up the seat before? Oh, my God. Yeah. Tiffany was like, how did my wife, Tiffany, uh, says, how'd you get shit on the seat up here? I'm like, I don't Fosse, Fosse's like, <laughs> you have painted the toilet. Painted it. I, as if someone committed suicide with a shotgun through my ass. Uh, yeah, That's I what it looks like. It's I shit like a fucking deleted scene from Ghost when you watch the clay spill off the wheel. When they like let it run after Demi and uh, Pat Swayze shot their scene and the brown clay is <laughs> flying around the room. Oh, you never. God. I almost my just sang the Top Gun song. <laughs> my favorite thing is that the running themes are our shit. <laughs> Big part of our lives. Shit myself on the set of Thirty Rock in front of him. Yeah. Oh, this is a great. Yeah, we'll get this yeah, real quick. Yeah, tell this story. We we were in the fucking green room hanging out with all the non-speaking extras. Shout out to John Murray, Gavin Spieler, That's Nate right. Smith, Sue Galloway. She would eventually speak on it. That's um, right. And we were hanging out in the fucking dressing room. And so we were talking about farting. And I just knew if I got a fart out. Like, I'm a comedic genius. And I knew if I actually farted at this moment, it would be the, like, it would be the joke we needed for, like, to make the room laugh. So I, someone was saying I could fart. And I'm like, oh, you mean like this? And I just turned around. And I shit myself a little bit. I pushed so, I mean, because we're just eating, like, the thing is, we're extras, um, so we don't have anything to do, and we're just, just fucking hammering craft services. They're like, I guess we got to make more buffalo chicken rolls. Yeah. Because me and oh Anthony my are just God. Alec Baldwining. This, I'm doing Alec Baldwin. <laughs> That's true. Alec, he would come up like a brontosaurus. Here's a quick like, tangent. This is Alec Baldwin impressions. <laughs> What's that? Throwing raisins. What's that? What's that? What's that? Is that a cocktail? Throwing weedy? raisins in his <gasps> mouth and shit. What's that? Is that a cocktail weedy? Is that a cocktail weedy? <laughs> Tina. Tina. Um, so I I shit I shit my pants a little and um I was like, fuck, and I run into the bathroom, I wipe, I throw my underwear, bury it at the bottom of the garbage can in Silver yeah, I've Cup done Studios. That. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I have a little bit on my jeans and I'm like, fuck, uh, I have like uh, I wash my jeans and put them back on. I'm wearing wardrobe uh <laughs> from the wardrobe department. <laughs> And then they come in, I, I come back from the bathroom, they're all laughing because they, I didn't say what happened, but I went, you mean like this? And then frowned and ran out of the room. So they knew exactly what happened. I come back into the room and I'm like fucking PTSD and they're like, they need you guys on set. And then they set up the shot and they're like, all right, Gabers, Gabers, get over here, get over here, get over here. You're going to stand right here. And they place me right next to Tina Fey. <laughs> and I'm like, she's got to stand like behind, all right, closer, closer, closer. And I'm like, uh, I shit my pants a minute ago, and now I'm standing next to one of the funniest human beings yes. alive. And you smell probably and a I little stunk. bit like I, I, shit. I, base level stunk already. Yeah. Then add a little bit of a fucking <laughs> splash of I fecal matter. she must have just been sitting there like, God damn it. I had no idea what time it was. We really need to wrap this motherfucker up. Really? Yeah, so uh, Anthony. Okay, yeah. Uh, guys, give it up for Anthony Atamanik, my guest hey! here at High and Mighty. 
Stop, stop North Korea by fucking uh, buying Mac Weldon's. And Anthony, uh, yeah. people can watch you every Thursday night. Thursday night. Starting next week? Mid, no, no, no. Uh, September 28th. We are coming back at midnight, and it's a good thing because Jordan Klepper's show, uh, The Resistance. You're coming in after the opposition. Yeah, we're coming in after the opposition. <laughs> the opposition. I'm high. Uh, I got you. So it's the opposition and then the president's show, so we're really thrilled by it. And also now midnight, we can even be more fucked up. So we're so thrilled, and it's seven episodes. And find me, Tony Atamanik. Tony Atamanik on Twitter. Tweeted us conspiracies we didn't get to, guys. Thank you so much for coming to watch High and Mighty Live. You guys fucking rule. Bye, shitheads! That was a headgum podcast.